This is the Beyond the Diamond off-season state of the Strohs. Brian Lima, Apollo Dez, producer Josh here with you. We're going to cover Josh Hader. We're going to cover Trey Cabbage, Victor Carantini, and the rest of the off-season moves throughout the Major League Baseball. But fellas, let's talk about Josh Hader. My God, what an acquisition for the Houston Astros, getting him in free agency, signing him to a long-term deal. Uh, the back end of the bullpen is nasty for the Astros. Dogs. Dogs, Dogs is an understatement. Dogs. Dude, this shortens games. Killers. I mean, you got Brian Abreu, Ryan Presley, and Josh Hader. You could throw any of them in the seven, eight, or nine, and, and it's lights out. It's game over. First That's off, a wrap. Let's first go home. Off, first off, first off, you got to tip your cap to Ryan Presley to check ego at the door and think yep. about team and not me. Yep. Guy's a freaking professional of all professionals. Essentially probably loses his, his closing job mm -hmm. term. He'll be moved around. He has disgusting stuff. But to be like, hey, yeah, go get Josh Hader. Like, agree with that. I mean, yeah. look, our worst run in the last eight years was last year. We're reloaded. Like, just when I thought I was out, they bring me back in. Godfather 3 all over again. Like, yeah. I feel like we're, we're good to go. Yeah. I feel like people aren't making an, a big enough deal about this around the majors. Like, no, because they're, they're scared. They people are acting like the Astros If it improved. was the Yankees, if it was the Dodgers, if it was the Mets, who they would be throwing parades for Josh Hader. <laughs> but the Astros down here... Astros did it again. Well, they did I, it again. I also think that people really think across the league that mm, the window might be closing. They got an aging Justin Verlander. Can Christian Javier figure it out? Can Fromber? You know, they're they're uh, getting ready to have contracts that are going to expire with Altuve and Bregman. I think there's a lot of talk about maybe it's the Rangers division now. Well, here's Dana Brown. Here's Jim Crane. And oh, by the way, let's go get Josh Hader and <laughs> sign him to. What, a five-year deal, if I'm not mistaken? Five right? Year. Put some money. Five year right? five. Put and, some and, money behind it. Put some above the, the tax threshold, right? But real quick, when you talk about Ryan Presley, so we got to talk to Dana Brown at FanFest, and he said one of the first things that him and Joe Espada did was call Ryan Presley. So there's one good thing. You call your Love closer. That. You call arguably the best closer in postseason history 100%. in Ryan Presley, and you call him and say, hey, man, him and Rivera, we're about to go get Josh Hader. Just want to keep you in communication. Wherewithal levels, 100%. And communication wherewithal, yes. baby. That's all you can ask. And Ryan Presley says, whatever it takes to win, I'm in. So there's another good thing. And then, you know, you also have Brian Abreu, who if we have these stats up here on our board, and he's got some of the nastiest stats, like, between the three of them. And he's your, could be your seven, eight, or nine guy. Uh, I mean, well, dude, it's just nasty. You shorten you, games. Oh, th this is the recipe of 2022. Games were over in the sixth inning. Right. In 2024, games are now over back in the sixth inning. And if you like what we're talking about, or you like Josh Hader, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Brian good, Abreu, good Brian Abreu yeah. is a dog. And we've seen him grow up. He was a guy that Strami, I mean, we've had Strami on the podcast, that would rave <clears> about. But it was almost like that the, the, the last, the young kid of like five brothers that you knew this kid was like the most uber talented, it like, but it was he, just like he's coming, he, dude. Like, and you know about him, and you're just like, and he's not really doing anything, but he's so talented. But he's like, he's not working hard. He's, I mean, yeah. four four they, spring trainings ago, he showed up overweight, and Strami was like, I'm done with him. They, like, I am absolutely, and now he's a dog. He's they were a dude. gonna ship him out. They were gonna be done with him. There was talks that they didn't even know if he was gonna stay in the organization, and now look at him. The dude, look. 
I'm not a big fan of war. Obviously, war throughout the world is not good, okay? But we're talking about the statistic here. Wins above replacement, he's got a 3.8 as a relief pitcher. Last two years, yeah. That's insane. He, and look, he's cut down the walk number, right? His Ks are electric. I mean, the one that will always stay with me is the dotted 3-2, 99-mile-per-hour fastball on the black against uh, uh, Stanton. You just gave yeah. me chills. Oh, my God. Like, that is, that is Brian Abreu, and... The more he progresses as a professional, one, and two, as he gets just matures and gets better as a human being going into his prime, like, who else would you rather learn from than Ryan Presley and Josh Hader? Yeah. And I, now they're all... I mean, this is, this is the AL All-Star bullpen. Yes. Let me, let me ask you all a question. Yeah. Do you think Joe Espada is the type of manager that, in a very close divisional race game... It's the fifth inning. He'll bring Presley. Bases base loaded. Do you think he brings in any three of those guys in like a fifth inning high leverage er, situation? Two of the three. I don't know about Hater. You don't think he brings in uh, Haters, I don't I, know. Haters, haters said his stuff in the past about like, hey, I'm a, I'm a three-out guy. I'm a ninth inning guy. But he was just on MLB uh, Network. And it seemed like he, when he was pressed on those questions, for lack of better words, pressed, he was like, I had to look out for myself and my arm because this next contract is going to change my family's life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and though, and you frame it that, and look, these guys are humans and like, he sense. just didn't want to be run down before that next contract's up. And now that's that smart. he's paid, now that he's paid 95 mil guaranteed, like that money's that that's Josh Hader's money and his family's money. Yeah. Like, is he now more reluctant to throw in the seventh and the eighth? I think yes. I, I also think that when you come to a new organization and an organization that's literally built to win right now, and the history and the culture that they have in that clubhouse, your mindset shifts a little bit. Now, and he talked about it, he said, I've, I've, haven't really been around Ryan Presley, but we've had conversations, and I respect the hell out of him. I think now if you're Josh Hader, it's all about winning now. Now, so you might might say, Joe Spada, if you, Skip, if you need me in the eighth, I'm ready to ride out in the eighth, let Presley have the ninth. Hot damn, baby. Because <laughs> Man. Uh, another thing that Dana Brown said at FanFest is that it might not always be Josh Hader in the ninth. It might not be Ryan Presley in the eighth. It could be Brian Abreu in the ninth and Ryan Presley in the eighth and a guy like Montero in the seventh and Josh Hader has the night off or whatever. It's all about matchups now. Yeah. And either any of those three guys, I'm 100% confident in in the ninth inning. Like, well, I mean, you pick your poison at that point. And I think you have this, this perfect world of having an owner that's spending – Knowing the window is open, probably some in-state pressure. Yeah, definitely. Probably some in-city pressure with the this the the brand itself. The Astros brand has been everyone. Everyone's been wearing it for the last seven eight years. Yeah. yeah. Hey, D'Amico and ever the boys on Kirby Drive. Yeah, Texas great gear. Are, There's a lot more Texas gears popping around. So as a billionaire, yeah. I'm like, hey, like, hey, maybe I should make a splash move to get you know some people back on the boat. That that's a question we could ask. Yeah. If the Rangers. Don't win the World Series and aren't like as good as they are right now. And if the Texans aren't as good as they are right now, do they make the move for Hater? Uh, I think a lot of things happened with Grayman going down for the year. We'll touch on that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things, but I, th I think in I the back of the head, there's got to be some percentage. I mean, I'm not spending 95 million dollars because someone else is making a move. Yeah, I am spending 95 million dollars to shore up a spot that was that kind of decimated to free agency. Yeah, I, I think they were going to make the move regardless because mm. it was said that they were looking at Josh Hader at the trade deadline. They were looking at I did. they were looking at 
Padres, a Padres starter and a Padres uh, bullpen guy. That, who is that? That's Blake yeah, Snell and it's and it's Josh Hader. Let's be real. Jim Crane wanted both. This is what I can so say now. I think they were going to make the move, and they, it was also reported that they were looking at Josh Hader prior to the Kendall Graveman news. So I think they go make that move anyways. I can say this now. He's now an Astro, so I can say it, I guess, technically. We were on Naps Alert, and if you haven't been part of the channel, uh, when I say Naps, things are happening. We were on a Naps, like, high alert, and it was Hater. Then the Verlander stuff happened, and I think when the Padres saw the haul from the Verlander trade... This is the trade deadline Naps. Yeah, yeah they it, wanted more. I think it, it they recalculated like, oh shit, we can get this much from the Astros, and yeah. I think that's when it fell apart because Hater was definitely on the big board then. Like hundred, I was like, so if they, there was Naps. If it could have worked said. out to get Hater first, it might have worked out better. In game theory, yes, but then you, all of, all of a sudden you still got to sign him in his offseason because he was a rental. I I like the move. It shows that your owner is still spending money. Um, the window's open, you're pressing the ball forward, and you're kind of all in to win in 2024. Bregs is, Bregs is up for a new contract. He's going to get a boatload of money. He deserves that that much money. Altuve's going to get a, a, a contract from the Houston Astros, an extension probably. He'll be a lifer. Be, well, I, be I a guarantee lifer. you they don't leave spring training without an extension. With Jose Altuve? Jose Altuve. Yeah, well, well yeah, make sure you subscribe to the channel because we'll be doing episodes specifically on uh, each of those players. So, oh yeah, subscribe, yeah. like, subscribe, so, subscribe. So, I, I just think it sends a message uh, on a, on a couple different levels. I think it sends a message to the organization, meaning Jim Crane, to the team, like, hey, we're in win now mode. The window is still wide open. Yeah. I will spend the money, but I also think it sends a uh, it sends a message to the league. Astros, we ain't fucking, fucking going leaving. anywhere. We're we not ain't fucking, fucking leaving. leaving. Yeah, put the we clip in right here. We ain't fucking leaving. Yeah, so I think it sends uh, uh, an almost uh, a fuck you, excuse my language, but I think it sends an F you to, <laughs> to, to, wait, are we, are we? You can go ahead. Okay, he just cussed like three is, times in the, the academy, <laughs> sports and outdoors, right? No, okay, let's cut that. Um, <laughs> okay, so good. I can say fuck. All right, just making sure. Um, I just think it sends a big F you to the league. Um, that <laughs> Did he still we're still, say fuck? We're, <laughs> we're still, we're still in win now mode. Yeah. So again, for everybody that's like, oh, Jim Crane's cheap. He don't want to spend money. He doesn't want to go over the tax threshold, blah, blah, blah. Well, he just sent a ton of money to, to Josh Hader. Um, so and, and look, it, I think it shows that he is willing to spend money. And the flip side of it, spending $95 million on a closer that only throws 60 innings a year, kind of tough economically. Fuck that, man. But... But not you're not the Pirates, and you're not trying to fill seats. You have a a team that was such a rick. Sorry, Pittsburgh. That was a ricochet yeah, shot. Dude, why are you going? Well, to the I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. Look, actually, Kansas City I, I have Royals. I actually have a I actually have a direct shot at yeah. the Red Sox. The Red Sox owners said full full gas. We're gonna we're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Free agency happens. They say, hey, we're probably shedding payroll, and then the ownership group spends three billion dollars to the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, that's I did see that. Like. Yeah, you can't tell your fan base, the Red Sox fan base, who very much like the Astros have won a lot in the 2000s and the 2010s. Yeah, a lot of Apple watches and a lot of trash cans, a lot of a lot of synergy, right, between yeah. those two teams. You can't tell that fan base, hey, who actually, when the Yankees are winning, the Rays are winning, the Blue Jays are winning, everyone else is winning. Moving forward, we're spending money. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, we're probably gonna shed some payroll. 
and then send three billion dollars <laughs> to the PGA Tour? Yeah. PJ's trying what? to yeah. PJ. Can you imagine if this happened in Houston, dude? We Riots. us three Riots. would be personally right. You have to arrest ourselves. me. You'd have to arrest me. That would be what a slap in the face of that fan base. And Boston has some of the best fans, or in most sports. loyal fans yeah, in all loyal. of sports. Yeah, yeah loyal. With, with with the Celtics, <laughs> with the Red Sox, and with the, the freaking anger. Patriots. A lot, a lot of anger out there. Anger. But damn, anger. man. All right, uh, so let's look at a couple other moves. Uh, obviously, Trey Cabbage was traded to the Astros yesterday as we record this on Thursday. Uh, and then also during this uh, offseason, they acquired uh, a backup catcher, Victor Carantini, who is getting rave reviews from current players, um, with the Astros right now. So let's start with uh, Trey Cabbage. He's a, I mean, he can play out. He, he can play corner outfield and he can play first base. Swings from the left side. He hit one home run last year. And I think, I think he had like 60 plate appearances at the big league level. And I believe the home run was against the Astros. He, uh, he hits tanks, dude. He's a 30-30 guy. He's got like a 28.4 sprint speed. Um, dude can run like the win. The only thing that we've seen, we've talked about already a little bit before we got on camera, is the strikeout numbers are just a little bit elevated. Yeah, yeah. and our, and our shout out to our guy Ben um, Midzi. Ben Midzi, when, when he writes, we read. <clears throat> he's a you know great baseball mind. He's going to be a GM one day. He loves he loves Trey Cabbage, and he talks about there's a whole thread about what he thinks of him, and he thinks that the strikeout swing and miss is fixable, and he loves the exit velo. And, uh, and he compared him to. Joey Gallo, but with a better contact. To set rate. to set it even more, when Trey Cabbage was put on waivers in DFA a week ago, Ben was like, someone needs to take a flyer, and he would love the Astros to take a flyer. And then they did. So maybe maybe Ben is actually – maybe the front office just has his, has his tweets geared up because yeah. they jumped right on it. God, dude, he's got a, a 109.5 exit velo, average exit velo. You can't teach that, bro. That is insane, dude. You could teach, you could, you could shore up a hole in a swing. You can't teach 109 exit velo. Yeah. So he had 56 plate appearances uh, at the big league level last year for the Angels. Um, I mean, if you just go watch what he does, what he's done in AAA, 30 bombs, stolen bases, 30, 30, Lord, 30 yeah, 30, 30, 30 home runs, 32 stolen bases. I mean, yeah, it's it adds depth to yeah. the upper minor leagues if he's there. He's going to get bench. a shot in spring training. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other left-handed first baseman they've got is John Singleton, and he's out of options. So if you were to try to get rid of him, you got to DFA him. So it, it, it adds some options for yeah. the Astros. At the very worst, he's a bench bat that yeah. could occasionally come up and yeah. He's but I've been in the league for been in the minor leagues for what eight years? I believe he was drafted in twenty eighteen. No, that's He's, bad math. He started in 2015. Sorry, yeah, 2015. Drafted at 2015. He was 18 years old, so a high school draft pick. Yeah, been in the Takes league a while. for. He's been been around for a while, so now it's it's for him. I bet coming into spring training, like it's like now or never. So yeah. there's going to be a sense of urgency from him. So that's also a good thing to going in. I think John Singleton will probably have the same kind of mindset. So competitiveness in spring training is what you want, and that's what you're going to get by by going and trading. Yeah. For Trey Cabbage. I think it's worth the risk. Yeah. And there's not even much risk. It's yeah. just one of those low-risk, potentially high-reward. Yeah, low-risk, high-reward for sure. And you got rid of, what, a 22-year-old prospect that was a rookie baller from Cuba, if I'm yeah, not uh, he, Carlos he was a good, Espinoza. He's a good prospect, but we have so much like young pitching depth in that, that age range that yeah. it'll, it'll, it's okay. Yeah, I, I think I, it's I think it's low-risk, high-reward for I think sure. giving more weapons to Joe Espada in year one is just the best thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Just give him more options, more... 
more chess pieces to, to make moves. Um, I think last year had a really short bench. Um, if you can extend it, I mean, you, you have guys that can maybe make the make the leap this year with, with Hensley and, and Jolks, who got pretty pretty strong run, <laughs> like at-bat-wise. Yeah. Um, it was a learning curve. So, shoring up the bench, um, just giving him more options, I think it's huge. So, I mean, kid rakes. Ben likes him. I like him. Yeah, so that's a perfect segue into our kind of our last segment of this episode of Beyond the Diamond. I uh, I did not get to make it out to the Houston Sports Awards with you guys. Y'all did a fantastic job, first and foremost. Thank um, you, man. Nice haircut, Des, but uh, we can talk about that later if you guys want. No? Okay. But uh, but anyway, in all seriousness, you talked to manager Joe Espada. You yes. also talked to the host, Lance McCullers Jr. Um, and I think before we got on camera, you said Lance McCullers had some really good things to say about another new Astro, Victor Carantini. He's going to be Fire in the backup up. role, the catcher. Uh, catcher's backup role so Un- unprompted yep brought it up I, I just asked Lance I was like hey you know with with leadership guys leaving the team obviously him Briggs Altuve this longer tenure Astros a lot of that falls on their shoulders like is it all hands on deck like kind of what, what's kind of going on and he obviously as a pitcher harps on on catchers and, and being leaders and he, he spoke very highly of, of Yonder Diaz and, and Victor Carantini and he just Brought up Carantini. He was like, hey, it was a great signing. Um, I think a, a guy, we, we've talked about on the pod, uh, he knows how to handle, handle his staff. Obviously, it's Yonder Diaz' spot. Yeah. But he's going to obviously need breaks. He can't catch, you know, every single game of the season. So, me having a guy like this to lean on, learn from, um, and just go, I mean, I think it's I think it's paramount. And so, to hear Lance and, and some of the other guys be fired up about that, that's awesome. Um, especially for a guy that probably won't get a lot of run, but when he does get run, it's going to be valuable. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the very worst, you have you got a veteran that is at least an average bat with plus, you know, upside. So that's all you can ask for a backup. That's perfect. Yeah, he, he's also a uh, former teammate of Josh Hader, so there's some continuity yep. right mm-hmm, there. Yeah. So you could see Carantini come in late in the game to catch a guy like Josh Hader if needed. Yeah. Um, I think it just gives – it's again, it's just more depth. It's a veteran bat, like you said, Josh, and I'm not trying to throw any stray bullets at Martin Maldonado, but just looking at the offensive numbers, Carantini brings a better bat, right? Yeah. So I think last year, what, he 226 plate appearances, hit 259, uh, slugged 383, OPS is 711. I mean, they're, they're, those are serviceable numbers from the catching position, yeah. you know, as a, in a backup role. He can also play first base a little bit um, if needed. So, yeah, man, and if you got another good clubhouse guy – to continue the good leadership and veteran culture in this in this organization, I'm all about it, man. I think with all teams, I think when you look at the Astros, the 90s Yankees, the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Chiefs now, once you even Alabama, you have a culture established. Like yeah. you you kind of you have to look at it at a scale. Like you have to build the culture, establish the culture and keep the culture. And we're definitely on the keep the culture part. We've already gone through the cycle. And then when guys come in, the culture's already established. They can yeah. just go in and, and do what they do. And I think that's what you saw so much like when, when obviously Brady was the the, star, the straw that stirs a drink. But when you can have like Edelman and Amendola, like guys that you know not play and, and go in and, and like Gronk and some other guys, like you just have these waves, of, but the, the culture's already established. So when these guys come in, it's not like they have to come in and, and be a raw, 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 raw cheerleader, like my way or the highway 
culture's established. You yeah. just go in and do your job. I think that's what makes the Astros so special, and no one understands that in Major League Baseball because yeah. you have the Chas McCormicks that come up and are arguably better than what George Springer has done in Toronto for minimal money compared to what the Blue Jays did on paid for Springer. You have a Luis Garcia, you have a Yukiti, you have a Framberg, you have all these different guys that can just come in and, and just produce, and there's no pressure. I mean, yeah. Everything's there. It's also a testament to to the front off. It's also a testament to to like guys like Jeff Luno when he was here helping sure. establish in that, and obviously Jim Crane when he became the owner. It's a testament to that, but it's also to keep that culture. You can't just bring in any big leaguer, right? You have to have guys that are going to fit your culture. Okay, so it's like um, who was the guy for the Cubs that they were trying to go get at the trade deadline a couple years ago, but they it was reported uh, that catcher. he was a bad diva. Uh, uh, Wilson Wilson Contreras, Contreras. right? Apparently he was a, a bad clubhouse guy, so they said, "No, nah, we're okay. We'll, we'll we'll go away from that." Everything you've heard about <laughs> <a> World Series, <laughs> Ho- Jose Abreu, when they went and got him, veteran, great clubhouse guy, phenomenal human being. What have you heard about Victor Carantini here? Just in the small sample size that we've he's been an Astro hasn't even hit yet. That he's a great clubhouse guy. When I was at FanFest talking to some of those guys like Kyle Tucker and a couple other guys, Hunter Brown, the things that they heard about Josh Hader is that he's a phenomenal teammate. It just fits right in with this culture. Yeah, that's it's all about this culture. And and how many times since we've been covering this team and this magical run that they've been on, have you heard about any kind of diva situation in the clubhouse? Never, not since. Uh, Can you think back? Can you think of any kind of situation outside since, of the Brandon Tobman bullshit? Yeah, I mean, the, and that the, wasn't even a player. The only time you ever saw a t- uh, me over team was Giles punching himself. Right, yeah. and then what happened to him? No yeah. longer around. I mean, think about it. The only thing we heard last year was, why is Martin Maldonado continuing to play? Why is Dusty Baker? That's the only thing you really hear is like man, yeah. like roster o- situations. Outside Twitter stuff, but never like Yeah, you never hear. Within the team. Right. Well, well yeah, no. Yeah, within the team, nothing. Yeah. I, I think. So it's all about the culture, man. I think, I don't think we're guilty of it. I think this, everyone's society is guilty of it. That we just see, and it may just be because of where we are in the world with technology and video games and stuff. These guys are humans. And to manage 26 grown men, egos from all over the world. Yeah, literally all over the world, yeah. Different ethnicities, different religions, different mindset, different makeups. One guy signs for $1,000, one guy gets $95 million. Like, they all come from different walks. And to be able to manage that and do it at a high level for this extended period of time... Yeah, write a book. It's the testament, man. Write a it's fucking book. Literally, the, the Astros way. Yeah, it's <laughs> the it's a testament to the front office and everybody else that's been involved with this organization for this whole uh, magical run. And and it's and again with that move for to get Hater window is still open, boys. We are what thirteen days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Yep. Crazy stuff, man. We're back. We're, we're so we're back. back. We're yeah. ready. Make we're sure so you back. make sure you subscribe so you don't yep. miss any of our coverage. Yeah, hit that subscribe button. Shout out to our sponsors, the episode Celebrity Mint. They have a great Valentine's Day specials with their Mike Tyson and Ric Flair collectibles. Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint. Uh, geared, geared up for. I mean, we'll have an episode before the Super Bowl, but get geared up for the big day, Big Sunday. Uh, they have a great packages uh, going on for that, and. Um, Shout out to them. And also this hat. What is hat? Like this hat? Yeah, Big City Houston Wings in uh, 8-1 shop. Did a little collab. So rocking the rocking the Big City Wings hat. So, um, And also, we have our 100 Mile Pride Challenge coming out that we did uh, fairly soon. 
Um, so subscribe to our YouTube channel. We all face 100 miles an hour, and you'll be able to see the thrills, the defeats, the cries, <laughs> the swinging out of your shoes. Um, I got all get, of it. Look, you, man, with that 100 mile per hour, I'm proud of everybody for that. Yeah, I couldn't do it because of my back surgery or whatever. But uh, I don't know. Can you think everybody hit? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, like, make sure you uh, watch out. our 100-mile-per-hour challenge. And uh, check out the Rockets content. The boys have been killing yeah. it. The Texans content. Garrett, Garrett's right there. He just came in. Uh, it's been great off-season content for them. And, uh, yeah. Hey, do you guys think we're going to see uh, Frederick Hardigan this season? I think we'll see Freddie. I, I think so. I think we'll see a lot of Freddie. I think we'll see a lot of Freddie. <laughs> Depending <laughs> how the season goes. New management. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he was heard. Oh, Freddie was heard. <laughs> he was. All right, Josh, get us out of here. All right, thank you for watching and listening to Beyond the Diamond Podcast. I'm Josh. That has been Brian and Dez. We will see you next time. Make sure you subscribe. Peace. Love you guys.